0: Hey, it's good to have you with us for another great Grip Berkman Coaches Cafe. I say great because we're going to have John Blake talking to us about the subject of connecting and how important that is as part of this process that we go through of moving from I to we. So, John, I appreciate you being here with us. And uh, let's just dive into the article that uh, you have written on the subject of connecting uh, where you uh, you use an illustration I thought it was really interesting that you started out with that illustration about passing things off being able to delegate things uh, and how that is connected to the idea of connecting
1: yeah I think so often uh, with with a lot of um, a lot of things relationally we really see them as as quote unquote soft skills. We see them as things that they're they're nice to have, but they're not sort of mandatory. They don't really have a dramatic impact on how we do our work. It just makes us feel better when we do our work. And and I think that we miss that something really significant when when we stop there. We we miss the significance of the application of what we've learned. Um, and, And so with the idea of delegating, it's it's the idea that I'm applying the fact that I know less or can or match so well that I know that there are certain things that they just do better. There are things that uh, are fatiguing for me that are life giving for them. There are things that um, are opportunities for them, uh, for them to grow. And and so when when I can know them well enough, when I'm connected deeply enough that I understand those things, and I'm not insecure then about my own things, Uh, there's an interdependence that is really empowering that comes from that.
0: So that that being empowered relates to being self-aware also, right? That you've got to be self-aware first to know where your own strengths and needs and, and aversions are.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is, uh, if, if I had to think in terms of a continuum on this one, right? And, and yeah. the idea of, of sort of what, uh, what's sort of the, the problem that we might address initially, the problem that we're really getting after here is either I, I don't know myself and I don't really know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. So that lack of self awareness or this, uh, I just feel like if I'm, a good team member, then I'm going to lean into everything, uh, right? And we see that a lot of times in, in sort of that over-eager volunteer type of thing uh, and, and not having that awareness. That's sort of the problem. And and so, Larry, you, you said it, right? The first step then becomes this idea of of self-awareness. Do I understand where I'm contributing uniquely as well as where I have weaknesses, where I have needs um, that, that actually give me opportunities to connect with others because they don't have the same needs. They don't have the same weaknesses, the same blind spots. And so how I come at that first and that self-awareness then allows me to lean in a different way. The, the caveat that I will put on that, though, is that I think that oftentimes self-awareness becomes a goal in and of itself. And I think that that's, that's a problem. Uh, self-awareness is not the goal. Um, Self-awareness only becomes a milestone or a checkpoint along the way to uh, interdependence. It is not the end goal because if I don't do anything with that, and if I don't lean into getting to know you and others in that same uh, intentional way that I've tried to become self-aware and about myself, am I becoming uh, aware of the others around me? Then, um, then I've I've missed it.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate you mentioning that because we have had something of a shift in our focus with Grit Bertman Coaches, particularly, uh, where so much of what we were doing before was focused on helping people to do one-on-one individual coaching to help people understand themselves and understand their report. And where now we really are trying to focus more on team building, on the purpose of doing this as an individual is so that you can then be a better team player you can be more effective and getting really in that into that concept of moving from i to we so i really appreciate you you mentioning that the self-awareness is just the first step that people are leaving something behind if they stay there or they're not they're not getting to where they need to go but there's also that that thing about, uh, and you mentioned this how part of that self awareness is settling our relationship with Jesus. Unpack that a little bit more for me.
1: Yeah, I think I think as we um, as we think about things that will allow us to uh, powerfully relationally connect with each other. Uh, we have to look at the foundational elements first and there are just some some key foundations that have to be true and we've discussed those in previous months right we've talked mm-hmm. about about them and and the foundational element is really that abiding it's that relationship with jesus and the the issue that comes up especially in the connecting aspect if that's not settled is this search for significance um this fighting for um for i need to prove myself whether that be to you know we can take sort of the counseling to my, my past to who I was and to all of the things in my background, I have to prove myself or whether we take it to more of a right now, climbing the ladder, I need to show that my worth, I need to prove my worth to my team, to the others that are around me um, in that sort of way. And so if that abiding isn't settled, if that's not um taken care of if we don't understand that uh our significance is settled through jesus through the cross then we're not going to be able to connect in uh in an interdependent sort of way it's going to stay at a superficial level and i think we see that a lot that i can be uh, i can be a good team i can even be in i i'll even go as far as to say an efficient team uh with staying at a surface level of that the depth of interconnectedness, though, that requires um, a leaning in 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 uh, in the weaknesses, in the needs, in the shared brokenness, is going to require that the abiding is truly settled, that the relationship with Jesus is settled.
0: So you refer to that as one of the three foundational elements: uh, our settling our relationship with Jesus, abiding and that abiding being not just uh, as an individual abiding, but abiding also with others as we are together abiding in, in Jesus. Um, and then that shared commitment or uh, the, the cooperative discernment, as uh, I think Jen Vernum wrote the article that uh, we have on that. Uh, and, and, and you also mentioned the holistic wellness. Are those on a continuum? Are they interconnected? How do all three of those things work together?
1: Yeah, I, 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 all of these things are interconnected. And so, uh, you know, even as we talk about with Grit Berkman, we have this pull apart process to try to look at these pieces individually. Uh, we can't truly do that, right? They're, they're too interconnected to, to truly be able to isolate all the way down. That being said, looking at the foundations of the, the abiding as the relationship set, then, you know, and, and these are probably the, I would probably put these in sequential order as far as significance. The first one is relationally: are we settled with Jesus? The second one, then, being, are we are we paying attention to that holistic wellness piece of it, or are we neglecting ourselves? And I, and the reason I would put that one there is because if we're at a place of burnout, if we're at a place of self neglect, of of no boundaries, of uh, of not paying attention to those things, then mentally. I don't believe that we can lean in well into the shared direction, into where we're headed together. And I really don't think that we can sustain a solid connecting relationship if we're not in a place of of wellness. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not in a place of, of brokenness, and it doesn't mean that we're not in a place uh, at times of pain, but it means that we're not neglectful or disowning or saying that that's not relevant to it. I think, I think there has to be um, an addressing of that. So those three foundational pieces then set the stage for how we live into the relationships, how we live into the connectedness.
0: Uh, a part of that wellness, uh, you you mentioned margin as part of, uh, or, or being a requirement for discovery, that if we don't have margin, we don't have time or energy or, or inclination, perhaps, to do the discovery that's necessary for us to be able to connect together. Uh, and really, this is the first time margin has come up, I think, in any of the articles that we've been reading right, late, uh, lately. But uh, I Margin related to wellness, related to that discovery process. Uh, tell me why you why you why you thought that margin is so important. I guess is is what I'm getting at.
1: Yeah, for me, um, I'm watching a lot of people that are doing their work in a new way, and that have um, that have adapted. To a different pace, to a different cadence of life over the past two years, and and um, I, I get to I get to work inside healthcare where insanity is as you would expect it to be over the past two years, and I just see how um, the disintegration of teams on a relational side has happened because there hasn't been the intentionality towards investing now they've uh, they've adopted well that you know policies and procedures are changing on a weekly if not daily basis for them and they've been able to do that but the reality of of people being burned out of people Mm -hmm. walking away from the industry of people um, feeling disconnected even from uh, from our mission which has always been sort of this fra- this foundation of who we are there's a disconnect that's happened right now and it's because we haven't had the margin to have the conversations Uh, about even what's happened, what is happening, what we want to happen in the future and who you are, who I am, why that frustrated me so much or why that's so painful for me or why this is a more challenging or less challenging or why I have hope or why I don't have hope. We don't have the room. We haven't created the room to have that conversation. And so without that, we're assuming that we can just get better by doing our work Together more, and and I think that that's sort of the problem. It's we're not going to grow in connectedness just because we keep working together.
0: I know someone very intimately, and I'll get myself in trouble here if I uh, if I'm not careful. But um, who sees margin as the white space on the page, and the reason it's there is so you can fill it in with more stuff. Um. And, you know, how do we how do we keep that balance of, yeah, I want to maintain margin, but I do have it there so that I can fill it with things that are necessary when they are necessary. How do you find that balance?
1: I, I think for this, I go back to, you know, uh, Paul Ford, uh, one, of, one of my mentors and, and what, how he defines team building. And, and team building is a sitting down and having the real conversation, period, end of story. And and, and so it, it's not creating an experience. It's not these different things. It's sitting down face to face and having the conversation. So margin in and of itself, isn't gonna do anything. And frankly, conversations in and of themselves won't result in anything. There has to be an intentionality toward that. And, and so is it white space margin that we're looking for? I, Trust me, I believe that's truly significant, especially in the, in the holistic wellness component for this connectedness. I think the margin, though, has to be filled with the intentional conversations, has to be filled with the intentionality of what will actually deepen our relationship, what will allow us to move forward together, uh, more effectively. And for some, that will be simply the, how are you doing today and that may be the right question but for others it may be very much uh, more of a grip Berkman type of question which would be hey which which of your needs have been challenged the most over the past three months uh, and and how can we as a team serve serve you as you uh, a, and honor you as as we look to address that together what would that look like and so there's there's the margin creates space for the conversation, but the conversation has to be intentional toward an end, and not just so that we're drinking tea together, the drinking tea together still has to have uh, some meat
0: attached to it. So let me put this in a work context. Let's say I'm a team leader. Mm -hmm. Um, When I build margin into my day, so that I can have time to connect with someone and it's not just giving them a task or getting a report from them or passing them in the hall and saying, hi, I'm sorry, I'm in so rushed to get to my next meeting. I don't even have time to say more than hi. I might not even have time to say hi. So in that, in that setting, if a team leader is having some margin in his day, he can spend real time connecting with his team members on a relational basis uh, that will then help the team to be healthier and more productive. Am I getting that right?
1: I think so. And I would probably take it even one step further. How can that team leader facilitate his team connecting with each other? Even if it's not a team meeting, what would be ways that he could, uh, spur one another on, right? How could he spur others to connect with each other? What is it that, you know, Matt and Ken are on this project together, um, how can I ensure that they're connecting, that they're understanding what's important about each other? So might I facilitate that through questions with Matt about Ken, or might I facilitate that in saying, uh, Matt, I've observed this in, in this in you, how is that impacting the project and how have you communicated that to the project team? Things like that, where I can uh, ask those questions where I can also then model some of my own vulnerability by saying, "Hey, here's here's what's been challenging for me," uh, as well as then creating the safety for Matt to move forward. I think if you go back to last month, that idea of sharing, there's a boldness that comes when I know that I'm that I'm secure, that there's enough trust and safety uh, in our relationship, then I have a boldness to step out to a different relationship as well. So as a team leader, I can create that safety for individuals so that they know they can then go to others as well with that same sort of uh, boldness.
0: Very practical helps that we can share with a team leader that can really Go a long way, I think, to helping teams to learn to connect even more on the one on one basis, and then how that creates unity in the team, uh, which is what we're all about. John, thank you again for being here. Uh, I think this is a subject we're going to have to circle back around to often. The connectedness is connected to all of the other body values. And so uh, we're definitely going to have to come around to this one again. Meanwhile, uh, we've come to the top of an hour again. Uh, It's been a great conversation. Thank you to our panel for uh, participating with us and for all the insights you've helped us to gain. Uh, Just remember that we're here every month the first Wednesday at the same time. And the recordings are on the YouTube channel for Grit Berkman Coaches Cafe. And the articles are always available there. They're permanently there on the Grit Berkman website. So you can go and read all of these articles. And meanwhile, uh, just keep doing everything you can to build unity in the body of Christ so more people will know Jesus. (laughs) Bye-bye.